everyone this is carrie beck with how to homeschool my child monday i don't know where y'all are but it is gorgeous outside we got rain last night i didn't have to pay for the sprinklers and then on top of all of that um it just feels wonderful outside the only bad thing about today is i didn't get to go on my walk because it was raining this morning and by the time it quit raining i was already off to other things so i walked inside yes my kids think i'm crazy but that's okay hey today we are here to continue our conversation about family attitudes and the reason i call this family attitudes is because i believe it's not just our children's attitude that we need to deal with it's our own and i point to myself because seriously a lot of times the reason my kids have had a bad attitude is my attitude wasn't correct. So that's why I am not just pointing on the kids. I do have a workshop that I might give um, when the, uh, next year, but it's all about attitude adjustment for our kids. But I think it's really important that we realize that we have a huge impact on our children's attitude. Last week, we talked about being accepted in Christ. If you, as a mom, do not feel accepted in Christ, then you're not, your kids aren't going to either. You are modeling and mentoring something. And so that is really important. The other thing I mentioned last week was in order to feel accepted, in order to feel whole as a Christian, in order to have the right attitude to permeate through your entire house, there are three things I think you need. Number one, you need the Word of God. Number two, you need the Holy Spirit. And number three, you need the people of God. Those three things I will keep talking about every single week. So if you are joining me here on the live or if you are here on the replay, either one, we'll go back to the weather. Has it turned fall wherever you are? And number two, you can answer that question. Tell me what that is. Or maybe number two, just tell me about the attitudes in your family. Is there something you're struggling with? Or if you had a great win? Yes, I hope so. So let me just double check that we are on here. There we are. Okay. So oh, let me push this little button and it sees everything. Okay. So let's talk about this. Before I dive into part two, I do want to say something. I wholeheartedly believe that our attitudes are, or I should say this, our view of ourself affects our attitudes. What do I mean? If I am constantly questioning myself, I don't have confidence, I am not sure in myself or in who God has made me to be, our children are not going to feel confident or sure of themselves. If I am comparing myself to social media all the time, and maybe I don't even say anything, but I got this thing over there all the time, my kids are going to copy the attitude and then they will start comparing themselves to whatever they see online, just like you're comparing yourselves to that. We are going to end up at that at the very end. We're going to talk a lot about comparison because I truly believe that is a huge problem in our society today. When we see other people getting something or they're all gathering together at the park and I wasn't included, I feel like, well, I'm not good enough. I wasn't included. I feel bad about myself. So what do I do? I lash out to the people that I love. I lash out at home. 
your kids are doing the same thing probably if they are comparing themselves and having a hard time they're probably lashing out at you okay and so that is why I'm trying to make sure you understand we're talking about the attitudes in our family a lot of our attitudes are based in how we see ourselves do you feel that you're accepted by Jesus Christ now let me just I'm gonna dive off to a little side tangent and then we're gonna go to security if I see myself as God sees me I have victory over sin I have victory over my desire to sin I have victory over my attitudes if I can truly see myself because see God has set me apart from the world he has set me apart that means I am holy that's what holy means my inheritance in Jesus Christ when I believe and receive him is holiness and so I truly need to live in who I am but a lot of the problem is we don't live that way so let's talk about last week we talked about being accepted in Christ as part of who we are today I want to talk about security in Christ and I'm going to tell you from the age of two or three some of those kids temper tantrums are not um, what would be the word are not just bullheadedness are not just um, rejecting you disobedience defiance that was the word I was thinking sometimes their temper tantrums are they do not feel secure in their home they do not feel secure in their family they do not feel secure that is what we want to talk about today I have seen this firsthand and I think it's important that we realize sometimes their attitudes are not just defiance their insecurities let's look and sometimes our attitudes are not defiance to God we just feel insecure Romans 8 1 says there is therefore now or therefore there is now I memorized I mean like half of Romans 8 when I was in high school you would think I get this verse right therefore there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus if you have believed in Jesus as your Savior if your children have there's no condemnation you are secure in Christ and we move down in that chapter Romans 8 and I love these verses they bring so much comfort to me what then shall we say in response to these things if God is for us who can be against us he did not oh, first of all think about that if God is for you and he's for your children who can be against us it doesn't matter what's going on in social media it doesn't matter what's going on in your neighborhood it doesn't matter what's going on in your family if God is for you for me for our children if he is for us who can be against us what a comforting verse he goes on to say God he did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he not also along with him graciously or freely give us all things if God let's think about what does that mean he gave his son to die on the cross a cruel death for us if he's gonna do that isn't he going to freely give us all things he yes he is we are secure in him because he sent his son Jesus Christ and we are sealed in Jesus we are sealed in the Holy Spirit and in order one thing that we ought to be considering you and your kids and me if we are sealed in the Holy Spirit if we are secure in Jesus Christ maybe we need to have that desire to be and I stole this from my pastor the spitting image of Jesus Christ 
that's who we need to be because we he's given us everything we need and so let's talk about this this means that we should be let me just back up if you are the spitting image of jesus christ what does he do he shows uh he shows never-ending love steadfast love we should be known by our love i've talked about this recently i believe that if we if we want to win the world over, if we want revival, believers need to quit being legalistic. Believers need to quit arguing. They need to quit worrying about all these things, and we need to start loving. If we truly loved in our marriage, if we truly loved in our family, people would be going, what? There is something different about those people. What is it I wanted? Because we have seen revival across the ages, and that is what attracts people. So, we are sealed in Jesus Christ. There is nothing that separates us from God's love, so God's love should be pouring out on us. One of my prayers, pretty much every day, is that our family will cling, will hold fast to Jesus Christ and all that he gives us, and then the fruit of the Spirit will pour out because we're clinging to the vine. And that fruit starts with love. And love is patient and kind. It is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude or demands their own way. It rejoices in truth and it does not keep a record of wrong. If we truly lived like that, holding fast to Jesus Christ, and our kids did, and our kids saw us in our marriage doing this, I think it would impact their attitude and your family's attitude. Romans 8, continuing, we're just staying in Romans 8, 38 and 39. I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, the present or the future, or any power, height nor depth, or anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh my gosh. If your kids felt that, do you think their attitude would be different? If you truly believe there was nothing separating you from God, that you were completely secure in Jesus Christ, would that change your attitude and your attitude in your home? We are secure in Jesus Christ, so there is no reason to be looking at this phone and comparing ourselves. How about you, Mom? How about your kids? How about your teens? How do we overcome the lies in He's sending insecurities. I believe the way that we overcome it for us and we model it for our children, so I'm going to talk about you, Mom, and then you're going to model it for your kids and teach your kids, is to speak truth to our soul. Put on that belt of truth and the truth will set us free. Christ will heal us when we speak truth to our soul. So we want to start with you. What lies are in your head? What lies are in your head that you need to overcome? Let me, I've said this a gazillion times. Let me grab this paper. What are we going to do? We're going to take that lie and we're going to find a truth. I'm going to talk to moms and then I got a whole list of things we're going to talk about kids. But moms, you start this and then teach your kids. Find a truth that overcomes your lie, whatever it is. Maybe it's the lie that you believe. Okay, I'm going to talk about gluttony. Maybe it's a lie that you can eat as much as you want. Well, that's not true. Find a truth in the Bible. Maybe it's a lie that you can speak badly about other people and hold grudges and still be okay. That's a lie. Go find a verse on forgiveness. 
and making allowances for others. Whatever your sin is, that's a lie that you are believing. So here's what we do. We find the truth and we're going to write that truth down on an index card. Then we're going to think it every single day. We're going to say it. We're going to read it. We're going to think it. We're going to confess it out loud every day until we believe it as the truth. This is true for you, and then eventually it'll be true for your kids. So let me go through a few things that homeschool moms have actually shared with me as well. Um, well, hey, Laura, I just saw your note. I'm sort of bad at seeing comments when I started getting going, but thank you for being here, Laura. I hope this is encouraging. And if you have something else along these lines, leave a comment. I will look there. But these are comments that I got from moms in this Facebook group right here. Some kids hurt my feelings. They are jerks. Now, is that a truth? No. We need to say God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created that friend, male and female. He created them. Genesis 1, 27. And your child needs to read that every single day till that becomes truth in them. Or you've heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I was actually just reading a verse similar to this. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who do something along cursing lines. I don't have the whole verse. It's written in the kitchen. I had some, I have someone still that's still hurting me. And I have, I stopped when I was getting ready to do the dishes. And I was like, Carrie, that verse is sitting there for a reason. You need to stop. You need to pray. And you need to pray blessings over that person that hurt your feelings. Um, well, maybe they're saying, well, what's the point? I'm not good at it anyway. Maybe they're complaining, screens or homeschool. Oh, but we can tell them I can do all things through him who strengthens us. Philippians 4.13, that might be their truth they need. Everyone has many more faults than they do because your child feels entitled. James 4.10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Maybe they need to read that truth and speak it to their soul or Maybe you have a child that was abandoned by a parent. I was going to say this till the end, but I'm going to bring it up right now. We've got a lot of grandmas. Some of you grandmas are just looking for good ways to integrate the Bible. Yay, that's where I am. Because I have kids walking with God. Some of you grandmas have custody over your grandchildren because of the things that were done to them. That hurts. Those children need identity in Jesus Christ. They need to have the truth spoken to them. And you as a grandma can raise them up in truth. Maybe they were in a split family and you've ended up with them. They need true identity, not false identity. So what can we say about these? Let me see, where am I? Abandoned. I wrote this down somewhere. Abandoned by a parent. Psalm 139, 14. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Maybe your child or your grandchild needs to read that and say it. I can't remember this stuff. I can't do it. I can't learn this. Have you ever heard that? Complain, complain. That's a lie in their head. Again, we go back to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Kids tend to look at the whole picture instead of the stages and one step at a time. Just like us adults, maybe we need to think about that and say we can do all things. Or maybe, I love this one, <laughs> that looks disgusting. Have you ever fixed a meal and you put it on the table and your kid, eh, yeah, yeah, complain? All right, 
Love is patient. Love is kind. 1 Corinthians 13. But here's another example that goes along. Practical tip just for you. If they say that, say, oh, well, you know what? If that's disgusting, I'll go get you something out of the kitchen and go fix a piece of dry toast with nothing on it and say, there's your, there's your dinner tonight. You can do some things that can sort of change their minds. Um, uh, and sometimes our kids are a victim and we need to speak truth to them as well. Sometimes our kids are saying, it doesn't really matter when they're just frustrated. Well, it says in Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yes, it does matter. God's giving you this work right now. School work, housework, whatever, sports work, I don't know. But those are some things. Those are just a few of the things. That, I mean, I have a bunch more things. Those are just a few of the things that I was told. We need to speak truth. Don't try to speak truth to 10 things. Find one thing that your kids need help with and do that. Find one thing that you need help with. That's what I have been speaking truth to my soul. Uh, next week, I don't have my, um, my um, I was going to call it a diary, my journal. I'm going to read my truths that I wrote about a year and a half ago. I had a horrible weekend, and I came, and I just wrote these truths down. I will share those next week because I believe truths set us free. Now, I will say, this all comes down to our security. When we know the truth of who we are, then we can be secure in him as well. We can be secure in ourselves. Now, some of you may need some resources to help you along the way. I'm just going to mention this at the end. But if you have any questions about dealing with the lies in our kids' head or the lies in your head or the distractions, write them here. I would love to have a conversation about this. God has taught me so much in the last two or three years about speaking truth to my soul. And so much that is giving me peace and joy and victory and healing. And I want the same thing for you as well. So let's, let's just talk and chat about that. I will close this. I do have some character training charts. They look something like this. They actually already have verses to help you speak truth. If your child is being truthful, here, but if they're cheating, here's another verse. And then you write down here the blessing and the consequence. This is something that takes our kids' actions, goes back to God's word, no matter what this is, um, generous and stealing, no matter what it is. We are speaking truth, each one. And then you ahead of time go ahead and choose a a reward, a blessing, and a consequence. If you need some ideas in our ebook, you can see we've got a whole list of blessings and consequences. I left the link to this particular resource in the um, description or the show notes, depending on where you are watching this or listening to this. I will tell you there are three charts times six categories. That's 18 positive and negative character building categories that you can work on so and the the kit itself also comes with a excuse me a good manner chart and it comes with an audio as well about being consistent mom hey thanks for spending time with me i am carried back with how to homeschool my child i will talk to you later